0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'm Jim, and this is episode 314, but also episode number one. How, how does that work? I, I'll tell you how it works. This is a catch-up episode. And what that means, and I'm going to use the example of one of the books on this here podcast. If I have fallen behind or haven't even talked about a book, and I want to start talking about it on the regular show, Because I want to expand the regular show I want to have more and more books on it But say a Captain Marvel We did not talk on the podcast about Captain Marvel number 28 This week Captain Marvel number 29 Comes out So on the catch up episode That will come out either on tuesday or wednesday i'm gonna try to make it tuesday but right now a little sketchy a little dicey this one's coming out on wednesday but since captain marvel number 29 is coming out this week and we never did talk about captain marvel number 28 i'm gonna do it on this show i didn't talk about silk number three when we have silk number four coming out so in this episode we will talk about silk number three it allows me To get on here, talk about the book. Yeah, I could just catch up to it and not mention it and just do the regular podcast with number four. But I want this to maybe inspire some people. Maybe they fell off of it or didn't read it and they get involved and kind of you get to hear what, what I think going into this new issue and While I I would love to say that these will be real quick recaps and whatnot, I know sometimes I get a little, you know, crazy about things, and it'll probably be a little more than that as, you know, the fire engine goes by. Uh, I don't know that that'll end up coming through, but that was pretty loud. But, yeah, so this is, you know, a way for me to, again, get inspired to put more books on the regular show. It's more for that. Eventually, we will run out of books to catch up on. We will catch up to everything. And then we'll figure out if we're going to do something else then. But I do think that this will be something, you know, fun to do, but also make the regular show that much more stronger because I really want to get most, if not all of the regular Marvel books. I'm saying the X-Men stuff that's pushed aside, but all the other. I want to feature more books on the podcast, make it more of the, you know, weekly review show type deal. So, yeah, we'll be doing Captain Marvel and Silk in this one, but before we go off to that, let me tell you where you can find us. You can go over to WS Marvel Comics on Twitter, follow us, we will follow you back 100% so that I can see what you're up to while you see what I'm up to. And yeah, you can then message me do anything. I'm fully open to all that, and even if you don't want to get involved, If you don't want me stalking you. You can you know, tweet out some things if you have questions or comments and things like that. I always love seeing that because a lot of times when you are recording these things, you're in a bubble. You don't know how many people are listening or if they like it or don't or whatnot. So that's always cool. So I'm always open for that. But you can go over to the Patreon and that's where you can then really show. Uh, Support and actually help us out a bit And that's patreon.com slash weird science We have a bunch A bunch of shows And at one point I talked to people about this Catch-up show And one person did legitimately say You should put that on the Patreon Because then you'll make the And I'm like I don't like making people I know that this isn't how the game's played or whatnot But I like to do You know a lot of stuff on both the free feed And the Patreon feed And I hope that people get inspired to check out more Yeah, Maybe not as many get inspired But we'll see uh, But with that you can go over Because one of the things that we do each week Is the Patreon only Spotlight episode each week Featuring two books that come out that week Picked by the top levels Of the Patreon, the badasses Of the Get Fresh crew beep, boop, And in a poll they get to pick Which two books that we'll talk about On the Patreon And this week, Clear Winners, Gamma Flight the second one, though, it's still up for grabs. It Right now, Fantastic Four Life Story number two is leading, but it's right there with Captain Marvel number 29, one of the books that I'm featuring, the catch-up deal here. So, yeah, if you go over, you can listen to all these spotlights, all these other shows as well. But if you go to the upper levels, you'll get to pick what we do. But all of that said, we're going to go off right now, and we're going to start with Silk number three. All right, and Silk Number 3 is written by Maureen Gu, art by Takeshi Maezawa, colors by Ian Herring, and letters by V.C. Ariana Mayer. Here is the pretty long recap, but it serves well since, you know, we're getting back into this. The cat demon, Kesha, is killing gangsters in Queens. Not Kesha. I keep saying Kesha when I say it. Not Kesha going around trying to hug Jerry Seinfeld. Possibly in Queens, I'm not sure. Home to the spider hero, Silk. Her secret identity, Cindy Moon, is known only to a few close friends and family members, and definitely not any of the coworkers. at threats and menaces. As a journalist, Cindy has been reporting on the attacks, which resulted in someone threatening her boss, J. Jonah Jameson. After Silk swung to his rescue, he wanted to hire her as a personal bodyguard. Feeling somewhat responsible, she agreed. Through a combination of investigative journalism and superheroics, Cindy learned that Keisha is recruiting the gangsters for a mysterious, no doubt sinister cause and that the tech company Fujinet, led by a young woman named Saya Ishii, is somewhat involved. Meanwhile, Cindy is crushing on her new therapist, Max, not knowing that he's secretly Saya's brother. Now, she is going to some therapy. She has some issues. And one of the issues is that she was in a bunker for over a decade. This is also the reason why she's not hip on the new tech, on the social medias, things like that. And that blind spot does cause her some problems. You end up with the Saya Ishi is going to take over fuji net but right now is also pretty much a worldwide influencer is world fam- like that sort of thing does not compute does not compute with cindy also you see in this that cindy really does need to get more tech savvy because you can use social media and tech to actually help you track down and take down the villains right and so i, I hope that by the end of this because It is cool. They call her analog. That's her nickname. We've had it in this book. And that's a Jay Jonah thing because he likes her because she does use the old notepad and pencil still and doesn't have a phone or smart. You know, all these things going on, but she kind of needs to learn a little more, though. She has Lola, her friend who will fill her in. But we start off with. A therapy session and these therapy Sessions throughout through the you know Narration of her thoughts we see Cindy is smitten by this Max Guy now Max Unfortunately is there because it's Said in that recap is say brother I just worry about Cindy's other therapist who went On a sabbatical right It's gone away for a while I think That they killed him Uh, but you know You're getting this info you're getting these Things from her in therapy, and and again If you are somebody who is in that Field or whatever, this is like That's a villainous thing, though it plays Off here in a comic for just everybody Like, oh man, that sucks But it is really bad, it's a really bad thing To do to somebody, but Cindy Gets a text, and the alert And from Derek From Threats and Menaces, that they see This cat thing again, this cat Demon, oh no, I gotta go And this is where we get some of the Silk things And I think that in the first two issues Maureen Gu, maybe not struggle But the way it was set up I, I didn't like the the balance between Cindy and Silk This one I really do In fact, at one point you even get Silk But it's just Cindy because of the circumstances But she runs off to the spa And the police are like Hey, we're not going to go in there, whatever and she's like, I'll go in I'll check it out Everybody will be fine It'll be great She goes in And sees a guy who's hurt in the spa Just laying there And then sees that right next to him Is, you know, the demon cat Keisha And if Cindy didn't go there I think this guy Whether or not he's even alive at this point But if he is I think there's a better chance That she would have survived If Silk didn't show Because Keisha has to make a getaway And the only way you think of doing it Is punching the wall And causing a collapse Which then does completely kill this dude and the police come in. Hey, is he okay? No, he's not okay. She feels bad about this. Plus, she didn't get Keisha. So she came up empty handed and a man died. So she goes off to check in on Jay Jonah. She doesn't go to Jay Jonah for advice or a shoulder to cry on or anything, but she has this job and and likes Jay Jonah too. I mean the job ends up where she doesn't she wants to protect him. She would have rather have done it from the shadows. Once it comes out, the big Thing here would be the possibility of revealing the identity if Jay Jonah's around too much and things like that. In my mind, well, she goes off and she's on the the fire escape looking in. Jay Jonah's gotten some takeout. He's putting it on some plates. He's going to eat. And and Jay Jonah's pretty good in the few panels that he's in this issue where he's like, "Hey, I know you're out there. Too many spider characters have hung out looking in from that fire escape. Why don't you come in?" She comes in. Hey, I just wanted to see if you got home. Okay, you know our job deal and. He's like, oh, you know, what were you doing? I heard about the spa thing. Yeah, you know what? It it just kind of gets me down. I want to save everyone. And Jay Jonah, who does have experience with these characters and stuff, says, you know, almost like it's fine to want to save everyone, but you have to be realistic and know you can't. There's going to be the ones that you can't, and you can't let that. It always what I almost go with, and it's weird to go with this because it is people in their lives or whatnot, but it's the idea of when you see in baseball, if anybody watches baseball anymore, old people's sports, um, when, when a guy strikes out and laughs, walks to the bench laughing. And at me, I, I'm furious. What are you laughing at? You just, uh, but then when you get the explanation of, listen, you know, I, I'm a realist. I'm now the baseball player. Listen, I, I'd love it if it wasn't, but I strike out 120 times a season. If I got upset with everyone, I I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be able to. I'd be crushed by that. That's too. And I think that, Jay Jonah, and again, it's a weird play to say people dying like this, but you can't center. If you save 10,000 people, you cannot center on the one you didn't. I know that a lot of heroes, it drives them that way. But if you are going to do that, it could take a toll. And he's saying, you know, you got to just do what you can do. You're doing the best you can. Just go with it. It does seem to help her a bit. He gives her some to go. It's like takeout of takeout. She goes swinging off uh, because she's going to, you know, kind of figure out what this whole thing is. And all this Keisha stuff seems to lead to Saya, So she's going to find out. She goes to visit her friend Lola the next morning and says, oh, man, I'm trying to find the Saya Ishii. Boy, she's a slippery one. Can't find out any information in my notepad. And, and I turned on the TV. I went through three stations, and they didn't have anything on her. Lola's like, really? Like, this is a huge influencer. Boop, 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 gets her phone. Phones make that noise, right? Just on Instagram, Saya Ishii has thousands of selfies from them at the Plaza Hotel. So right there shows, there she is at the Plaza Hotel. This is where I said, this blind spot has to be minimized a bit. If you're going to have to go but I know that it's one of the characteristics and things like that, but I think you got to get her. Let, and it'd be fun to watch her fumble through stuff and whatnot. She's like, I- I'm on the geo cities. I don't find anything here. Uh, but she goes to the hotel. Then goes up, tries to lie her way in. She's a terrible liar. She's like, yeah, I'm here for my friend, uh, say but I, I forgot what room she's in. Well, why don't you call her up and ask? And then, well, funny thing. I don't have phones. Who doesn't have a phone? Like it, it just ends up, Going nowhere until a guy comes from behind her and says, "You know, Miss Moon, Missy, she's waiting for you." Oh, waiting for him because we're like friends, right? Friends wait for it. like she's still trying to lie. She goes up and meets Saya. Saya, uh, right away, you know, reminds me of Rogue, but also, and then the look, and it's the you know the white streak hair in the front and whatever. But she seems real nice. And there's an important thing here that I wish played out a little better later. You do have Cindy questioning it, but it is kind of big. She goes and sits down. There's no silk sense going off. There's no threat. She is there, no threat at all. Now, is it the threat comes up when tempers rise? But there's no threat registered here as you end up having, say, kind of go with like a ditzy type influencer. Now, at a point, Cindy calls her out on this and says, yeah, you know, you don't have to maintain this nonsense. You know, let's just talk, you know, for real here. I don't know. I think that maybe we have some sort of double, you know, personality thing going on as well. We'll find out she's also a meta. So that throws out more things and we'll find out who her father is. There's a lot going on in this issue. But at first, it's just more of this. Influencer rich girl Hey you want a mimosa no I'm not Brandon I don't day drink Uh, And you know all these things and what not And even plays the idea that Maybe this Version of say is her Like you know secret identity Identity things like that but It does turn and she does end up Getting the silk sense When things start going Bad and bad in the way that a superpower type deal A electrical thing comes from Say as I As Cindy Reporter Cindy Nothing silk here All Cindy Shows a picture of a guy who died One of those guys who was dead uh, From these gang wars things With the Fuji net tech And she's like Where's this Fuji net tech What are you involved with Why are you doing this Why are you killing people All this You get that little Z of uh, you know Energy At her eye and silk scents through the roof it, it goes full through the roof And then suddenly there is a Obvious physical and Even the way she acts change And Saya who then gets down to being The super villain and Ends up saying hey uh, I like that outfit you're wearing Right it's pretty cool but I think you would look Better in silk And there it is she knows Who Cindy is Cindy Starts saying I like this progression too Where should I deny this should I play dumb uh, I guess I just gotta go with it She knows She knows. we're gonna have to deal with this And let's go And Cindy says oh you know my secret identity Whoop-de-doo What are you gonna do to me And I like this too because most people probably reading this are like Really Cindy what do you think You know what's But But this is new to her Nobody's done this So she ends up like well no no I, You know you can do things with the secret identity I don't know maybe go after Albert your parents, Jonah, Lola, like pull out front street. I'm going to kill all of your family members and friends because now that I know who you are, I know who they are. And that does upset Cindy, who then gets her fist and says, you, you better not threaten me with this, with my family and friends. That's off limits. And believe me, you're going to not like what happens because of that. Well, there's bodyguards around who are going to do some things. And Cindy's like, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. This all ends up being the threat by saying, stop looking into this nonsense. Don't get involved. Pretend that you never heard my name or Fujinet, whatever. Just look the other way or people are going to get hurt. These bodyguards go to attack Cindy and she beats the crap out of them. And it's cool. And it is actually really cool if you are a fan of the character To watch Cindy because there's no reason For any sort of attempt to even put On a costume it's been said In this it's all out in the open So you get to see Cindy kick the Crap out of bodyguards Knock them out and then jump out the window And it's it's funny too like The way that she would try not To reveal that She's you know silk or She's squatting out on the windowsill of this thing Full out looks just like Spider Man silk all of them and then jumps. And then you have Sayas yelling, We have elevators here. Why are you jumping? But yeah, she's Cindy now is in a conundrum. What am I gonna do? Am I gonna keep going into this? Am I le- uh, am I gonna have to, you know, try to protect my parents while I'm protecting Jonah? All these things going on. And she's at work, gets a letter, and it says, Miss Moon, I have the information you're looking for on FujiNet, meet me at four twenty-seven E Broadway at nine PM tonight alone. She's like, Okay, we're in that phase. The crazy letter phase. All right. She's going to go up. But in this, there's a cool little aside where you do end up, and you saw this before that the demon cat, Keisha is going too far. And, you know, Saya working with Keisha is not liking how far that it's going and ends up going to do something about it. I'm going to go visit him. I'm going to go. Vi- it looks like really looks like it's like one of the, like the tree on Dagobah that Luke Skywalker goes into and sees Darth Vader, but then sees himself. Right. And she goes into this, but activates her powers again, looking a lot like, you know, I don't know, like a Scarlet Witch activation, but also a rogue, like all these things going pretty cool. Goes in and sees that Cassius is going a little bit overboard, turning this stuff up to 12 by summoning and resurrecting demons and devils and like, oh, I got to do something about that. And we leave that aside that that's a, a interesting thing with that. But then we go and see Cindy. Who sent that letter? Who? What information are you going to get? Walks through an '80s, uh, you know, business building. What do they call them? Businesses? Business building? <laughs> I'm saying it's an office building. Why can't I think today? She goes in this office building. Goes, yeah, it's not weird that I'm in a, you know, dilapidated, rundown '80s business. Starts yelling, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm here. If this is a trap or whatever, let's get it on. Let's go. Let's have this out." And it's not a trap, but It's crazy because it is the villain Silvermane, and that is Silvio Manfredi. Now, Silvermane is there because, oh, you want to know about Fujinet and Saya? Well, wouldn't a, a proud papa talk about his little girl? And you're like, okay, there you go. That makes sense. She's a meta. She's Silvermane's daughter. All this wrapped up in the one actually ends up making this third issue the best of the series in my mind. And actually makes me like, I want to read it now. I'm glad that I'm catching up. And I'm glad we're going to talk about the next issue, which is the penultimate. But I'm glad because now now it feels, before it just felt like Maureen Gu giving you like, hey, almost like it was the backdoor pilot. Like she wrote this out to get the job. Oh, look, look at how much I know, Cindy. And look at how much I think she's neat, whatever. But the story itself was dragging a bit, especially the second issue, a lot of the therapy stuff. And not really doing therapy, more about the idea of being smitten by the therapist Max. But this one, it does combine things. It makes it very personal with Saya knowing the whole deal, knowing this. Now, I, I do think when you see Saya then go off to see what Keisha's up to and stuff like that, I'm still wondering how this will play out. And if, in fact, you can make Saya Ishii come out of this a little bit better than full out villain we'll never see again. Maybe somebody who might be able to help out, you know, Silk and and Cindy, maybe learn about the I don't know. I, I think that Lola would get a kick out of knowing that she knows her and all this stuff, whatnot. But yeah, you end up I'm gonna give it a 7.8 out of ten. And that to me that's a pretty positive deal and enough to keep going. There's a lot of other bigger books that I don't like at all. So that is the deal. And I'm glad that I'm catching up with this we'll be talking about issue number 4 this week but we're going to go off now to and I didn't even mention I want to mention I do like the art as well it's it's not my favorite art that I've seen but it does it well and it does Cindy really good so that's you know the focus deal so yeah I'm going to go off now to Captain Marvel and this is Captain Marvel number 28 written by Kelly Thompson art by Jacopo Camagni colors by Espen Grundtin and letters by V.C.'s Clayton Cowles. In the middle of a mission, Captain Marvel was magic away to the apocalyptic world of the year 2052, where the child of Namor and the Enchantress ruled with an iron fist. Carol defeated Ove and his mother, but not before it could escape or he could escape to the past, that is, to Carol's present. Back in her own time and newly single, Carol is dealing with the emotional trauma that comes with seeing the end of the world, watching her friends die, and now desperately preparing for Ove's return. But if Carol is going to defeat Ove permanently, she's going to need help from the unlikeliest of places and people, and that is magic. And that is going to be Doctor Strange. And then a lot of other people that she goes to, uh, they decide it's not a good idea. We'll see how that works out. But she's been having nightmares. She's been having nightmares of all the things that she didn't do, and mainly Ove. And, you know, Ove killing everybody. She can't stop it. It's all her fault. All these things leading her to get more and more desperate to stop this. In the present now An older Ove going back in time To Carol like If she takes care of Ove There seems to be a paradox there And things like that and, and whatnot. We'll have to see how that plays out But it's pretty much spelled out Stop Ove, stop the destruction Carol is no longer you know, The person who ended up Pretty much allowing all of her friends to die So she wants to get this done She goes off to talk to her Gal pal Jessica, spider woman And they they meet and they're talking about things and what they have to do and how this is something that Carol needs to find a way. I need to, you know, get somebody to teach me magic. I need to end up doing this. And they end up getting dressed up in their costumes and going to see Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange. Now. With that, Jessica has no idea that they had knocked boots recently. And when they get there, that does come up as, you know, Stephen lets them in, says, don't talk to the snakes, which they do. The snakes love the drama they do. End up saying that this stuff that goes on with Carol and Jessica can make a really good TV show, you know, a soap opera type deal because Jessica figures out that Carol had sex with Doctor Strange. And they're going on and on about this. Oh, my God. What about Rhodey? Why'd you do this? And she ends up telling even earlier the idea that Rhodey has a kid in the future. It's not hers, and it's a pretty cool kid. She doesn't want to mess that up. And ends up at, even earlier saying, "Yeah, you you survived, Jess." And she's like, "Yay me!" Like all this stuff going on, but all this is you know down to the fact that Carol has to ask that she's not asking Doctor Strange to team up with her. She's legitimately asking to learn magic. And Jessica gets called away, so now it is just Carol and Stephen, a little awkward, awkward, and you end up, though, where she says, I need you to teach me magic. Now, this is something that could be in a comic book-y deal. Just this week on the regular podcast, we uh, ended up we were talking about Reptile, and I believe that might also be on the Patreon spotlight, but the idea that in that second issue of Reptile, you end up having Umberto's cousin just out of nowhere learns magic by reading a couple books and then makes a portal to another dimensional world. That's nonsense. Now, you could say that's comic book nonsense, which that's kind of what Carol's going with. Hey, teach me magic. And then you could have a full spread page of a montage of her learning. And oh, she's not doing well there. She's doing, no, no, no. It's ridiculous. And when this happens, and I'm telling you, even in the idea of that reptile issue, if you're, if you're going to allow characters to willy-nilly just learn magic, teach me magic, that really lessens the magic users of the universe. I mean, that that makes Stephen Strange not so special. That makes Brother Voodoo. That makes all of these down. They're not as special now if anybody can just ask to learn magic. And, and Dr. Strange laughs. He thinks it's hilarious. And then ends up he's, like, wiping his chair. Oh, wait a minute. You're serious? Okay, well, no. We're not doing this. Well, why not? Well, first off, it requires uh, patience that you don't have. You have to learn. It takes decades of practice, and you don't have that. No. And he says, I hope this isn't something that is just because you have a weakness to match. But after laughing at Carol, he says, listen, I I have something. Maybe I can help you a little. And he tells her to get, hey, get dressed up, not as Captain Marvel. We we need you in some wizard clothes, which she does. She has this hood, and he's like, Well, I don't know about the hood. And Carol's like, hey, you know, wizards love hoods. Yeah, we do. And we got and that that's always Kelly Thompson's really good at that sort of lighthearted comedy within something of a story that might be a little darker and like that. And Sometimes, though, she gets a little taken away with it. And I think that this issue is one of those that has a nice balance of that. So I did enjoy it. But they end up going to the bar with no doors. Pretty cool, this bar where all these wizards and warlocks and witches hang out. There's a no Loki policy, another thing that's kind of funny. You end up going where, hey, I'm going to take you to this room. She thinks it's a bathroom. It has a cat. What? Is this a bathroom for cats? No, no, no. And this is where, like I said, sometimes. She goes a little too far because she ends up saying and bringing up again the Snats, those snake cats. We had it really wasn't funny. I mean, it really wasn't. You can't keep going to the same joke. Stop it. It's almost like back in the day, Dave Attell, who I really liked his one, you know, special he had. But supposedly, then he used that material for three years. It gets old there. You can't do. So, yeah, that made me kind of groan. But it's a Schrodinger's room where you go in and figure out, you know, you bring in what you got and only that. And you'll find out what you need or whatnot. And kind of what happens here is Carol, again, has a vision of Ove destroying everyone, including her, and now really realizes. I mean, this is one of those things that if Dr. Strange was hoping this would give her another path or possibly even, you know, make her realize, well, magic isn't the way. Ain't doing it She gets out of this And is like Yeah Convince me Magic is the way Now They end up smooching And then she leaves She ends up leaving And now Because Stephen won't do it I'm not going to do it The answer is no I'm trying to help you But you can't do this It's not a good combination You Your powers And magic You know Pretty much setting up in what could be The thing that causes The real trouble Down the line And wink 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 Uh, But she goes off And like If Stephen Strange Is going to help me I'm going to go off And check other people Dr. Voodoo, hey, Dr. Voodoo, no, 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 it's a bad idea Hey, Wiccan, what are you doing? Oh, I'm in space, can't help you And she gets this idea, wait a second, I think Dr. Strange got to them all first And then she goes to Magic, you know, hey, let's go and check out Krakoa Hey, Magic, uh, can you... no, 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 can't help you Strange got to you, didn't he? Yes, he did And then she's really on the deal Sister Grimm, can't do it as uh, she walks off, goes to Talisman. Won't do it. I mean, it's a, this is a good montage of going to the different people. Goes to Scarlet Witch. Hey, uh, you know, you didn't talk to me. She actually says, et tu abrute. And she's like, yeah, yeah, strange. Gotta hold of me. Not gonna do it. And you do have Carol say, when was the last time you ever listened to Dr. Strange? When, when have you ever seen eye to eye with him? And then she's like, still don't, never will. But, This isn't right. I know you and I know magic. Not a good combination. I really think you should not keep going this way. You got to figure out something else. Um, And says darkness clouds the path as a very, very pissed off Carol. And I have to admit, too, the funny thing is as she goes, she keeps the wizard robes on. I'm thinking to try to convince them. Look at me, I play the part I look pretty good, I play a doctor on TV Like all that, and they're not going with it But I wish that somebody's They needed one last thing If you're going to go with the jokes And the things like that You should have had somebody say Hey, by the way, nice hood Because that was brought up before That would have been funny Um, But she has one last option She's pretty much taken out All of the good options Well, she goes to somewhere In British Columbia And goes and pays a visit to Enchantress And wants Enchantress to help And when Enchantress opens up And says this is uh, The options have become more unsavory Possibly deadly But this is to Carol And I think that I I know that uh, Dr. Strange, Stephen, realized Because these characters do fight things Life and death for the whole entire planet We just got out of the King and Black stuff and all that but this is more personal. This isn't just I'm trying to save the world, and yeah, you know, you know, some other. But no, this is I'm trying to save the world from also me, my friends, that I end up being the the reason they die. I have to stop this. It's too personal for her to just you know let lie and take her time or whatnot. She needs to do this, and she's going to go to whoever. She tried the normal channels, they didn't work. Stephen Strange ended up. You know, kiboshing those And yeah, she goes, it's Enchantress So she goes and says, Uh, hey Amora, uh, let's make a deal And again, uh, Amora is, you know, out there In somewhere in British Columbia, whatnot Maybe Ke- Carol can offer the t- I don't know really totally what it would be I mean, it may be something as crazy as I'll get this talisman that's here, go or there Or it could be something, hey, I'll try to Let you kind of walk among, you know, I don't know I don't know what you can offer Enchantress And what you'd be allowed to But she's going to do whatever And it says next strange bedfellows So you end up where Enchantress Who probably will think it's a bad idea too But something has to be offered to her That she's going to really, you know Okay, I'll, I'll do this But again, also just pull out the idea That Ove ends up being her son So there is that whole deal as well There's a lot, a lot going on here And it's funny, as I'm talking about this I completely forgot that most important part. Your your son is gonna destroy the world. I may be up that might be the deal. I may be able to stop the future version so that then you can make the other version better. I, I mean, but Enchantress was full out with oh so it's it's really it's it's sketchy. Maybe she won't even bring that up and then Enchantress will find that out and that will actually be, you know, a kicker as well. But that that's actually really interesting. For a first part of a three part story So I'm in and I'm I'm giving this Actually an 8.5 I thought it was that good I'm glad that I again Caught up with this and we're going to talk about The next issue on the Regular podcast this week So that is it that is the end of the First official Catch up episode Catch uh, up and, and mustard We'll call it I don't know But I hope that you enjoy the idea of it. I hope that it gets some people maybe even listening to some books that you normally wouldn't like. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll catch up on that as well. That's kind of cool. But it will be able to expand the regular show. So we'll see how this all works out. Thank you very much for listening. As I said before, go off to Twitter at, uh, what is it, Comics. WS stands for Weird Science. So that makes sense. So go there. Follow us. Follow you back. 100% go to our patreon patreon.com slash weird science where we have a ton of shows a lot of marvel shows a lot of other things we end up having a dc and marvel character of the month podcast that we do and we also have a book of the month and the book of the months have been more of like indie stuff we do a lot of the big two stuff this past month this you know or the month we're in june we did exo manowar but yeah we also have done things like Invincible, Jupiter's Legacy, Saga. Like that, that's a pretty cool podcast that we do each and every week. And what we do for a lot of the shows on the Patreon, they are, it's like a podcast network. We have a lot of daily, weekly shows, very weekly, ba doom, boom. But we have a, a ton of shows, Walking Dead show, all of these things. You have to go check it out to really understand what I'm saying. But I hope that you understand. That again, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. It's, it's a struggle sometimes for me to do this stuff on my own. Even though I've done a lot of these, uh, I get too nervous and I forget stuff and I get I get all antsy and stuff. But if you do like these shows, uh, please rate and review them on the wherever. Apple is the big one, but I know people are pissed off about that new Apple podcast. Let me tell you, we could have a podcast on that, right? Why not? But, yeah, thanks. Please rate and review the show. Listen. Tell your friends and family everything. Also, just as a shout-out, uh, which usually I'm yelled at when I do this on the DC podcast, but we also have a DC podcast. It's a Weird Science DC Comics podcast that I do with my man Eric. A little different feel, a little different you know, deal with the host and things like that, me and Eric doing that. We also have a manga show the weird science manga show that we go through and an anime because we go through manga and anime that I do with my man, Luke Hollywood that has a little different feel. They all do. I, I like all of those shows a lot. So yeah, check them all out. Thanks everybody. And I will talk to you in a couple of days for the regular weekly review show.